0: Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust, instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode H, Healing with Liz Russell. Okay, I have triple checked that my USB mic is the one that is selected, so... It astounds me that I can't learn that lesson, but we're all human, right? (laughs) In this episode, I have an interview with Liz Russell. She is the one who started the Best of Box Bake Off, if you've seen me post about that. But of course, before we get to that interview, we have a few things to talk about. And as a side note, if you could send me a quick message and let me know if you like the guests, if you want more solo episodes, what your feedback is. I'm trying to strike a balance between guests and solo episodes, but I just find so many good guests, so it's hard to rein that in. Okay, starting with Name the Emotion. This listener writes in, I felt joy because I decluttered two rooms in my house. Everything was in its place, cleaned and organized. It was daunting and was something that needed to be done for six months. Finally, I felt the energy and had the time to spend on it. Ah, we're such adults, aren't we? (laughs) When we feel such joy after cleaning. But it's so true. Things build up, things get out of hand, and it's nice to finally tackle them again. This next listener writes in, I can't help but feel jealous when I see how many followers an account has or how someone else's business has grown. Ooh, yes, jealousy. That's a big one. And I don't think we've had too many submissions about jealousy. It's kind of a hard one to admit. So thank you for Having the courage to write in. I can relate to this for sure, especially having a podcast. It's hard not to compare yourself to others, but we're all on our own journey. We all have our own purpose and things happen as they need to. And this last one is mine. I felt proud because a couple weeks ago, Brant has started to sing Old MacDonald Have a Farm. And by singing it, I mean he sings the EIEIO part. But It's just so cute to see, and it's important to write those things down. I wrote it in his baby book, and I don't want to forget these things, so again, whoever needs to hear this, write the things down that your kids say or do. (laughs) Okay, on to my list. My list this week is the states that I've been to. I've never actually been out of the United States. Well, I take that back. I went on a cruise to Mexico, but you didn't even have to have a passport because we left from Long Beach, California. My goal this year is to get a passport because my husband's expires this year, and so that would be good to be on the same track as him. I digress. So states I've been to, my husband and I are trying to go to all the temples in the United States, and the number keeps growing, of course. When we started, there were 86, and now there are over 100. (laughs) We've gone to 30-something temples, so that's pretty good. We tend to plan our vacations around temples in those states. And of course, this was much easier before kids and before COVID, but we're slowly getting back into it. So most of the states I've been to is because of the temples, but I've been to the state of Washington, Oregon, California, Hawaii, Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Washington DC, which I know isn't really a state, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. And I only counted the ones that I've actually stopped at and done something in the state. I didn't count the ones that I've just driven through. My husband and I talked about how next we need to go to the Midwest because that is seriously lacking in my list. We thought Chicago might be a good idea. And then, before we get into the interview, I have some quotes about healing. A lot of times when I'm preparing an episode, I use the Control f feature or the Find button to see what quotes I have about that subject, and I didn't find any with the word healing in them. I know others could be related, but I didn't really dig too deep into it. I did Google quotes about healing, and it's a good category, good topic, so I need to find more. The ones that jumped out to me were... We repeat what we don't repair. Hmm, very good. It's kind of like learning from history and how we're doomed to repeat it if we don't learn. The next one is, be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. And that's by Rumi. I love analogies and wise words like that with comparisons. So, let those dead leaves go. Why are we hanging on to them? And the last one is by Bianca Sparacino. And she says, you are not broken, you are becoming. So beautiful. It goes right along with adversity. The adversity makes us stronger, gives us experience, and turns us into the people we're meant to be. Okay, on to my interview with Liz Russell. Okay, hello. I am here with Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi. (laughs) How are you today? I'm doing really well. Today felt like a Monday to me, even though it's Tuesday. (laughs)
1: I agree with that. It's, it's a weird day. Weird yes. week. Yes. Well,
0: anyway, I'm excited to talk to Liz. I met Liz through Instagram, the world of Instagram. We, she used to run a baking competition, and that's how I met her. <laughs> so would you introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners?
1: Sure. So my name is Liz Russell, and I am a mom of two little kids and a wife, a stay-at-home mom right now. But I love to bake and I love to run. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, good combination there, baking and running. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They need each other. Yes, for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, the reason I wanted to have Liz on my podcast has evolved a little bit. I first wanted to have her just talk about her bake-off competition and how that started. And then it evolved a little bit more into healing because she had to put her baking competition on pause. So... We'll get into that, but we're going to talk about the different aspects of healing as they relate to emotional health, physical health, and mental health. So if we just wanted to start with emotional health and how that's impacted your life.
1: Sure. Kind of a little bit back into me and who I am and why I am who I am. Um, When I was 16, uh, my mom passed away suddenly suddenly from a massive stroke in her brainstem. She'd been having lots of health issues. And anyway, they all together, they took her from us. And Mm -hmm. it was tough. It was really, really hard as a 16-year-old girl. I'm the oldest in my family. So I had Mm -hmm. a 14-year-old brother and a six-year-old brother. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot. I was not okay for a long time. And I could tell that I was not okay. Okay. And one day I woke up and I said to myself, like, I know my emotions are valid. I, I totally understand my emotions are valid, but I'm so tired of not feeling good. Mm -hmm. And so one day I said, I'm going to have a good day today. And I did, and Um. I, I didn't have to have a good day every day. And I allowed myself grace. But I started having more good days than bad days, and that was a choice that I made. Like mm-hmm. you can have really bad days all the time if you want to, yeah. But um, once I made the choice to start having good days, it changed everything for me. Wow,
0: that's huge, and especially as a sixteen-year-old, props because that that is a very difficult time of life, like you mentioned. Do you feel like you had other supports
1: too at that time? Did you go through therapy or did you mostly just carry it all on your own? Well, we tried therapy and the therapist made me mad. Mm. <laughs> um, it was our, it was, I think it was three days after my mom had passed and we went in, met with this therapist as a family. And the therapist told me, uh, you guys have to like buck up someday. Your dad's gonna, um, get remarried. Hmm. And after that, like, that made me mad, obviously. And uh, I was like, dad, I'm never going back. So mostly it was me just trying to survive and find joy in small things and recognize the joy and move forward. I I would not say that's what everyone should do. But for me, with the support system I had, that worked. Hmm.
0: Wow. That's incredible. What would you say to someone who's going through something similar, loss of a loved one or something really hard like that?
1: I would say there's a lot of things that I would say to them, but I would say first you need to feel your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like you need to allow yourself to grieve, mm-hmm. and you can't give yourself a timeline. You can't say in six months I'm going to be okay um, because you might not be, yeah. and there's not a perfect timeline or anything like that. You got to give yourself time to be happy too, though. Like you have to allow yourself to laugh. I remember feeling like I was with friends and stuff. We were at a dance that I had been asked to before she passed away and we were laughing. And I stopped suddenly like mid laugh. And I was like, you shouldn't be laughing. Your mom just died. (laughs) But then I realized like, no, that's not what my mom would want. That's Mm. not what life is about. Holding yourself back is not what it's about. So I would say, allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to have good days and also just let yourself be different. Like you don't have to be the same as you were before it happened.
0: Yeah. Hmm. No one
1: expects you to be,
0: you know? Wow. That's such a trial. I can't even imagine. Thank you for your insights there. And then just out of curiosity, did your dad get remarried?
1: He did. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I was 16. I was a junior when my mom passed and my dad started dating when I went to college. Mm -hmm. So two years later, and he got married at the end of my freshman year of college.
0: Mm,
1: okay, wow.
0: And do you feel like you get along well with your stepmom or how, I don't know. I know that's like probably yeah. too personal. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, 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 it's not personal at all. Uh she's an angel. We mm. love her and her husband actually passed away from cancer mm. when she had five little kids. And so their kid her kids understand loss of a parent just like ours. And a blended family is always a difficult thing, but We actually all fit right in together in ages, and it turned out pretty great. Wow!
0: That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of on the other side of things a little bit. My parents got divorced when I got married, and so now my mom started dating. So that's interesting. (laughs) But
1: yeah, Um, it's a weird thing to adjust (laughs) for sure.
0: Okay, and then
1: how did that connect into your physical health? So, I have had some of the exact same health issues that my mom had. Mm. So right after my second baby, I started having really, really severe postpartum mm. uh, symptoms. Or so I thought I was like, man, I am so tired. Like two kids. I mean, my baby only wakes up once. I shouldn't be this tired when I wake up. And I was like, wow, my hair is falling out so much. This is, does it like double when you have a new kid? And I, I seriously was like weirded out. And uh, my sister-in-law, actually, she's a nurse practitioner. She was mm. like, "I think there might be something more going on. You should go get a full blood panel and talk to a doctor." And mm. I'm so grateful that she did because I went in and I had um, really low thyroid. I had mm. hypothyroidism, and we found out a couple of weeks later that I actually had Hashimoto's, mm. which is the autoimmune disease of low thyroid Mm -hmm. anyway so 15 years ago when my mom passed away uh Hashimoto's was not talked about it wasn't a thing that you could get help for it wasn't it was just there Mm -hmm. and um if you go long enough without managing uh, an autoimmune disease you get more autoimmune Mm -hmm. then the issues are really really bad and anyway my mom wasn't diagnosed but I have all the exact same symptoms as she did. Mm. So because of that emotional trauma that I have, you know, been trying to heal from, it has made me very, very on top of my health. Like Mm. I need to be here for my kids because my mom wasn't here.
0: Wow. And then your baking competition and all of this so you knew you had Hashimoto's when you started it and let's talk about that for a minute and then we'll circle back around. So what prompted that? You've just always loved baking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so the baking thing happened because it was peak COVID. I was very bored inside my house and people were starting to go crazy. You know, everyone was, Mm -hmm. and I, I, knew that one day I was sitting there and this idea came to me it's kind of like a mix I was watching the great British baking show Love it. and I was like man I think I could do this like I think I could make a competition and I kind of put it off I talked to some friends about it and asked them if they'd be interested they're like that sounds way fun then I pushed it off and it kept coming back to me like it was bugging me the idea Mm -hmm. was like you got to do this So I did. And I texted six people, asked them if they'd be bakers and make chocolate chip cookies. And all of them are like, yeah, sure. And then I found six other people that were going to test them, taste Mm -hmm. test them. And then we were going to vote on them. And it just turned into the funnest date night. Like you can just do it at your house with your family, change up the days. It turned into the funnest thing. And I met so many people from it. We did it for almost 18 months and wow. yeah, it was amazing.
0: So cool. I know. I really wish I would have met you sooner. And I'm kind of surprised I didn't too, because finding out where you lived, we have a lot of mutual friends from when I was in high school and I lived in that exact same neighborhood when I was growing up, but then I moved out. So yeah, what? over yeah in Springville by yeah. Walmart. Yeah. 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 So crazy. But anyway, I'm glad I got to be a part of it for when I did. So, me
1: too. You yeah. made some delicious things. Those oh. Snickers brownies.
0: Uh, yeah. that was fun. It was good to try something new. And then, can you speak for a moment about why you had to stop or why you chose to? Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. So, with Hashimoto's and with my specific case, you know, every person is so different with whatever diseases they have. I found this doctor who said okay, if your TSH, your TSH, that's your thyroid stimulating hormone, doctors want it between one and four. If your numbers are good and you're still not feeling good, there's something else going on in your body. And normally it's a food intolerance. So I um, had to stop the bake-off because I have decided to cut all allergens out of my diet to find out what it is that is affecting me and hurting me Mm. because the longer that I keep eating that food, it's attacking, it's causing my body to attack my thyroid and it's just making me sicker and sicker. So the bake off, I would have 36 of six people's treats in my house and I'd put together boxes and I was taste testing and I was baking and it was just too much for yeah. me when I have to really step back and just focus on my health and my family right now. Mm-hmm. So I had to end it. And it's probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do because yeah. I loved it. And it brought me joy and it brought people joy, it brought you joy. It brought- yes. So it's really sad, but I think it'll be a good thing in the long run. So. Yes,
0: I agree. It's hard, but yeah, that's a good principle right there. If you're trying to avoid something it's good to cut it out completely instead of just have it there on the side for temptation or for you know taunting you and all that so that's good yeah my my sister in law has gone through food elimination because she has bad migraines so she's been trying to figure out what's causing those so yeah um do you know how long it's going to take or just do you how long do you have to do the elimination part
1: um so the super intense elimination diet that I'm doing it is for 21 days. So it's no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no eggs, no oats, no rice, no eggs, no potatoes, no um, tomatoes, no corn. No it has been very difficult. That is very hard. Uh, no soy, I mean soy is in everything. Like all of those things are in everything. And so this initial part is 21 days and I got a food intolerance test and I'll be getting the results this week mm-hmm. and we'll start slowly reintroducing food back in as long as I'm not allergic to them and overall this whole elimination thing will be about 6 months.
0: Wow. And then I've heard so many times that our physical affects our emotional and vice versa mm-hmm. and how have you seen that into play? with this?
1: Well, I feel like I didn't know how bad I was Mm. until now when I actually feel good again, there were things that I was noticing about myself that I was like, this is not me. Things like with my kids, something silly would happen and I'd be all angry about it. And I'd be like, why am I mad about that? Like two Mm. months ago or even, you know, two years ago, that wouldn't have even bothered me. Why is this an issue? And now I'm seeing just myself come back. Mm. I thought it was gone, you know, having kids or being sick or whatever it was. I was like, I thought part of me was gone, but really I was sick. Mm. Yeah. And so it's really, really emotionally uplifting to feel myself come back. And that mm. It's kind of sad to say like I was trapped in my own body. Mm. But I was. And right. it kind of feels awesome to be like, but look at what I'm doing and I'm I'm coming back. I'm here yeah. for you. Yeah.
0: That's good. And that you've experienced both sides of it shows this the need for opposition and how we don't know exactly how something bad is until we've been there or we experience the opposite.
1: So totally. The perspective yeah. is yeah, it's everything.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then on to mental health, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but again, it's probably just because they're all so connected.
1: Are you on like antidepressants or anything? Um, I'm not currently, but I think uh, mentally when I've had all of these challenges, I have really found a lot of support from friends and family by sharing what I'm going through. Mm. Like it has been really hard to go to sleep at night, wake up feeling just as tired as I was when I went to sleep. And I've talked to people about it and they've shared their things. Having my own tribe, having my own village, whatever you want to call it, has been everything from my mental health throughout mm-hmm. the sickness and losing my mom. Like I've just found that people are what I need to mm-hmm. be who I need to be when my mom passed away there was a tribe of women that like literally picked me up and threw me over their shoulders and carried me when I could not walk Hmm. and I feel like my husband and my friends have been that way with my physical issues and being sick and not knowing I was sick and just not understanding they just picked me up and they carried me along and so I I think sharing about what you're going through is everything for mental health
0: I agree and we sometimes get in our own way with that because we're worried what other people will think or we don't realize how prevalent something is or how much we do need each other so that's such a great reminder because it's true we do need people we're social creatures and I found that as well I used to think I was an introvert but over time it's it's become more apparent I'm more of an extrovert just because, yeah, we need people. We need to bounce ideas off of each other. We need that support system, like you said. We need a village. So totally, yes, that's so good. Well, uh, do you have a favorite inspirational quote? Um,
1: actually, yeah, that's good, uh, and it goes along with all of this. Um, so it's Marjorie Pay Hinckley. Mm. Uh, years ago, she said, "We need each other. Oh, how we need each other." And that has kind of been my theme for my life. I need people and people need me.
0: Mm. And
1: I have to just trust that, you know, pretty socially aware. I don't ever want to step on anyone's toes or anything like that, but I have to sit back sometimes and say, you know what? Maybe that person needs me and maybe I need them. And yeah. So that's my, it's kind of my theme for life.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I love that again, how you brought up that reminder that, People need us too, because I forget about that all the time. I, I had until you said that because I've just, it's true. We make, we make those connections with other people and we think it's all for us, but we don't realize what they're gaining from it as well. So, totally. Perfect. Well, thank you for your time today. I really appreciated talking to you and getting to know more of your
1: story. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for letting me talk about healing yeah. because for me, healing in all the facets of my life, has truly been a choice. I had to choose to be okay emotionally. I had to choose to change my life, to be okay physically. Healing is a choice. And yeah. So thanks for teaching me that today.
0: For sure. Thank you. This will be so good for my listeners. And I will share on my podcast if and when your baking competition comes back up.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes.
0: Hope, hopefully soon. Yes. Okay. Well, good luck with your healing journey.
1: Thank you. Have yeah. a good day. You too. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at as for adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.